just think about what an interview is, right? It's a two-way street. It's a give and take. You want them just as much as they want you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? She didn't really get me. And I was like, think about it. They're putting out this job application, spending time to interview you because they need someone for the role. Yeah. All you need to do to get this job is make them see that you're the one for the role. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds e- easy as ABC, right? But it's actually the most difficult thing to do. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 32 of Little Dose of Tybo. I said that better this time. Last week, I had Katie as my guest to talk about how we both got graduate jobs in a pandemic before we graduated. Today, I've got Katie back again to talk about interview tips skills that we think helped us stand out in interviews and how you can get your job in a pandemic <laughs> mm-hmm. so hi katie hello <laughs> hi right. again. i know right hi again this is the part two of the professional development series like i like to call it <laughs> i'm feeling mm-hmm. myself um there's this podcast i listen to girls gotta eat when they invite a guest on they always say, what gives you the right? <laughs> what gives you the right to talk about the thing you're talking about? So Katie, what gives you the right to give people interview tips? Why? Why should we listen to you? <laughs> I feel like that's an interview question. <laughs> I know, right? Is this, is this a part of the test? I'm joking. <laughs> I know. Um, this is the final stage assessment. <laughs> oh, I, I will make it sound... Because I don't want to make it sound a bit quirky, but yeah, no, you, but, have, um, you have to gas yourself up, girl. Yeah, women don't I like mean, doing that. Men do that a lot. You need to gas yourself up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how, um, especially with Pfizer placement, um, no, you need to tell them you want to Pfizer. They don't know that. Some people may not have listened to the last one, so you need to tell them okay. what you've done. Yeah. So me and Taiwo, we part of our degree, we had to have an industrial placement year. And yep. uh, we did a placement year with Pfizer in the site and studying management department. Yes, you had that and, right, Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that's when I actually started developing my skills, like properly, how to apply, how to do an interviews. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I had job since I was like 14 years old. Mm. So our first interview was when I was 14 years old. So I think there was right. always part of me like I, I I've been used to having interviews like it's always nerve-wracking but I kind of had experience since 14 years old right and, and you're how, 23 like, now yeah 23 so <laughs> she has she has nine years of experience with interviews yeah <laughs> that's a good credential <laughs> I mean they definitely have changed since <laughs> I was 14 years old because I think yeah. my first one was just like I was working for my friend's dad. So that was a bit different. And I didn't really have an interview there. Yeah, I think after that, of course, I had to, I already had this job. So I had some skills with it. And I would 
look up a lot of YouTube videos and reading and like learning from my own experience. Yeah. But never mind. I think people who are watching this video now is when they're probably going <laughs> to apply for either industrial placement here and yeah. or for their first graduate job and yeah. or maybe even part-time job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In general, like part-time jobs and in like a proper graduate job, the interview stages is the interview process is a bit different. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So I would say that the first time when I properly got exposed to like a proper interview um, mm. process was when I was applying for my industrial placement. So yeah, so I think like Pfizer, for example, it was a bit different from other ones. Yeah. But I think all of them had a similar process of like uh, first apply doing application form, yeah. uh, putting in your CV, your grades, and then going yeah. through like cover letters and everything and uh, I think cover letters was the most difficult part of me doing but I think because I've been writing so many I don't remember writing one to be honest for Pfizer no not for Pfizer Pfizer. for other yeah to be honest yeah that's why I liked Pfizer because they didn't have a cover letter because cover letter is not difficult but cover letter is something so short and concise you have to really sell yourself yeah and then you're not sure what's cocky and what's not cocky exactly but what when it's an application form, you know, you're answering the questions that it asks you, isn't mm-hmm. it? So, yeah. Yeah. If, if they have like a job application form, they have already a question. So tell me about yeah, exactly. why you said this role. You're like, great, thank you. I will answer this question. <laughs> I'll answer your question, yeah. Yeah, but so, yeah. So I was going from saying that, um, again, by listening to me is because <laughs> I have a lot of experience and I went through a lot of mistakes I have done and I have learned from those mistakes. Yeah. And um, one thing from Pfizer placement, we had this developing course we did. Yes. Oh my goodness. That mm-hmm. definitely helped us, Katie. Yeah. I didn't even think yeah. of that. We had a communication development program, which is basically improving all of your communication skills, presentation skills, thinking on your feet quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing I would say because you had to write down your presentation like type it up yeah. and just talking to people body language all of that mm-hmm. we actually learned at Pfizer thank you for reminding me I completely forgot no so you've got credentials okay you've got <laughs> loads of credentials you've got nine years of application and interview experience or working experience you've got your experience a year experience at Pfizer mm-hmm. You've got a job now, which for people who didn't listen to the last episode, Katie actually created our own job. <laughs> yep, she did. Go listen to the last episode if you want to know how she did that. But the job she actually got right now was not available on this company website. She made the job herself and she got it. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I sold myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to sell you really, really high. You're selling yourself short there. But you should listen to Katie. And listen to me too, because, um, yeah, pretty much close to what Katie said. I don't think I worked at 14. I think I started working at 16. And, yeah, part-time roles up until the job at Pfizer as well. That was my first major um, mm-hmm. interview process for yeah. a big pharma mm-hmm. company that was, like, serious. <laughs> a <proper laughs> professional. And, yeah, same. I did a communications program as well at Pfizer and I currently also have passed the application process for a graduate job at a big four firm so that's our credentials (laughs) it's up (laughs) to you to think um, whether or not we're 
eligible to give advice. But all in all, we're just telling you our experiences and based on what we've been through or gone mm-hmm. through and our success stories, these are things that we've found to have worked for us. Yeah. Right, so let's get started on that note. What are the skills that you thought? So this is like an expectation mm-hmm. versus reality. What are the skills that you thought employers wanted, but then you realized that's not actually what they're looking for? Or what surprised you the most in this application process? What is that? Tell me, actually, let me make this simplified. What's that one skill you found that employers really, really wanted? I think what they really, really want, not it's not only like listening and doing what they want. Like, you know, when you tell someone, oh, do this job, of course you want them to do this job. But I guess part of them wants to see how you can expand on this job and how you mm-hmm. can think of a different way and develop on this job. Because part of us doing Pfizer job is, yeah, we were doing it, but I yeah. think our supervisor and our managers, they wanted us to see if we can create a different way. So you know how... Yes. Yeah, innovative so people innovate and maybe think of doing it faster better more efficient yes yeah. employers are looking for what you can do for them mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. want to know like I said at, at the beginning of this podcast what's your credential what gives you the right <laughs> mm-hmm. what gives you the right to employ to apply for this role <laughs> yeah. so I agree with you they want to see innovation they want to see something new something different yeah. a personality yeah you have to stand out definitely you need to stand yeah. out my number one thing I found that helped me a lot is me being talkative my communication skills yeah you have really definitely helped. oh thank you thank <laughs> you Katie <laughs> she's flatter- flattering me for sure because I remember at Pfizer the feedback that I would get even from you know the director of study management Julia mm-hmm. when she gave me feedback for my university after my placement she said I'm so enthusiastic and yeah. just willing to learn and very good with communicating with people I have put people skills so I think what employers really like and what definitely helped me to get this big four job was communication skills you need to be able to talk to people effectively and communicate your point effectively so when they ask you a question don't just like answer straight away don't just sometimes they don't they don't need you to give them a straightforward answer they want to see your thought process Mm -hmm. they want to see how you absorb information and how you relate information so sometimes take a moment to be like what exactly are they asking me (laughs) and then Apart from your communication skills, is not just talking, it's also your body language. Mm-hmm. So sit up straight, smile. <laughs> I know, right? We all, we're all guilty of like slouching. But no, in an interview, right? Sit up straight. You need to smile. Mm-hmm. Eye contact. Eye yeah. contact so important. Um, mm-hmm. It's difficult with the virtual thing now because you're not sure where you're looking at. Are you, mm-hmm. at the, are you looking at the camera or are you looking at the person do you get it's difficult to tell but you need to like everything about you needs to portray presence mm-hmm. that yeah. you're here and you're listening and you're actively participating mm-hmm. in this interview yeah. process 
I have to add something to it. So mm. I think nowadays, a lot of before you get to the final interview, speaking to the person, yeah. a lot of it will be through an interview. So even if it's now pandemic, and most of it is an interview, even when we are out of pandemic, the mm. second or third stage after you did your cover letter, did some questions. Next, that will be a, a, like an um, online interview. Yeah, a uh, video um, pre-recorded one like yeah, a higher view exactly. some people may have come across that yeah yeah and I think it's really stressful because one you don't know where to look yes um, <laughs> second I guess you don't ha- think about you're probably acting a bit different when you're actually there in person that but I true. think higher view and like those online interviews put you specifically through this uncomfortable like making you feel like yes, uncomfortable to see yeah. how you handle it because if you mm. cannot handle it your job will have a more uncomfortable situation. Yes, especially just... if you're applying for client-facing roles, like the both of our jobs are in client-facing roles. For those, again, who didn't listen to the last episode, make sure you do after this. Um, Katie is going to be a clinical trial assistant and she's going to be communicating with a lot of clients in pharmaceutical companies. My role as a risk advisor, I'm also going to be communicating with clients from different sectors. So I feel like both our roles mm-hmm. actually require good communication yeah. skills and mm-hmm. um, being put under pressure sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah exactly. So you need you need to be able to mm-hmm. withstand that extra yeah. uncertainty and pressure. <laughs> so even even if you're not in person, like when I had when I did my online interviews, I'll look at the camera always because some people say, mm. "Oh, but it doesn't matter." But it actually does because yes. you know how we were watching higher views, like part yes. of our. Tell them. Things. I don't think they know. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah. <laughs> so part of us helping our managers, we also were helping with recruitment of the undergraduates for next year yeah and um, it was very fun progress but we learned I learned so much because yes like you actually sitting there as an employee and looking and seeing who will fit this role and um, first very eye-opening yeah Yeah. exactly and first impression was your impression was always the first thing so it's probably not what you were what you're wearing or how you walked into the room but just when you sit the light like lightning was probably yeah. <laughs> one of the important bits yeah. um how you look into the camera how you, you even feel free to use body language when you're speaking you need to be expressive yeah. like, use your hands yeah. use your exactly. your shoulders yeah. smile like feel free smile yes smile yes. it's it's hard and um, when i talk when we talk about when we get into the interview itself I will talk about that, but it's really hard to smile when you're under pressure. <laughs> when yeah. you try and fake it sometimes, fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a little worse because um, like now I'm saying, um, and but a lot of it, if you say a lot of it during interview, it can actually make you come across as you're unconfident, even if you're saying everything right, correct, and in a good way. If you say, um, uh, I'm not too sure much. too much, it can make you come up across as an unconfident person. And yes. part of us, we're going to be facing clients. We have to deliver them information, all of it. And if we don't look confident, <laughs> you're right. Like, employee looks you at failed. you and say, You failed halfway yeah, you already. Exactly. It's like you're trying to convince someone to believe you, but you don't look like you believe yourself. Yeah. That's not going <laughs> to work. Believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. So confidence, communication skills, working under pressure, mm-hmm. Um 
enthusiasm, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they love that. They want to see your passion. Again, listen to the last episode. Katie talked about how a passion for the role she applied to got at the job. So you've already by now realized that we haven't even mentioned grades yet. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned grades. And that's because yeah. it's not actually no. most important at all. That used Mm-mm. to be my belief before my placement year. In my first year of uni, in my second year of uni, I was so focused on achieving a first class degree. I mean, I still want a first mm-hmm. class degree, but that's for me. That's for my ego. <laughs> yeah. That's not for the employers Maybe. at all. Not to say they don't care, because it's it's like a it's a badge of honor. It's it's a, a way of you showing them that you're smart, right? Mm-hmm. That you're not a playful person, like a careless person who doesn't give a shit about their studies. But they actually don't really care very much about whether or not you've got a two one or a first right so a first will get you to the door but it's not going to get you through it at all your personality will get you through the door Mm -hmm. you um something i think you might have noticed as well katie when we were working on recruiting the next cohort of undergrad for the role we did at pfizer the first class and second class people the only time we actually focused on that was getting them through to the video stage that was the when we were reviewing the cv that was the last time we gave a shit about the first class and second class (laughs) by the time they get through sorry just before mm -hmm. i forget by the time they get through to the video interview stage no one cares they're all in the same category (laughs) your first your second you're all in the same category yeah go on katie I was gonna say I don't think university even matters I know you have the big top universities but mm. if you have if you are from a top big university and employee doesn't because you even though you have you, you graduate from the big university if you cannot deliver yourself you, if you cannot sell yourself your employee is oh, not gonna to they're not gonna choose you yeah. yeah it's like the right balance between cocky and confident you need to be able to tell people what you've done Mm-hmm. to the best of your ability because if you don't tell them they don't know I made this well almost made this mistake at the start of my interview for the job I got by not telling the person what I have done assuming they already know yeah. he had to tell me oh wait wait you worked at Pfizer and I was like oh I just assumed you knew he's like no I actually we actually in this company we don't like to look at your um previous your all application before the interview because we don't want to make judgments like pre-judge we don't want to pre-judge you before the interview he wanted to be able to have an unbiased interview with me so that the recruitment team can just take the results of my interview and then add it to all the processes I've already done so I made that mistake of not even telling them what I've been up to and just assuming that they know no they don't know you need to tell them all you've done you need to tell them everything that makes you qualified for the role you're applying to and actually, I had a similar situation. It was an it online interview. Mm-hmm. And they were asking me, tell me about an experience. Tell me about the situation when you like encountered this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, for some reason, I, I assumed or I didn't want to uh, say it a lot. But I just said, from my industrial placement year. Mm-hmm. I didn't say what I was doing. Yeah. What was no, my role. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just didn't say all of it. And I just, I was answering questions without any, like I could have self-sold myself more there. Yeah, yeah. you could have deficited yourself more. Don't be like afraid to, to sound 
confident. I think that's mm-hmm. a scary thing. And it's it's yeah. actually, I think I mentioned to Katie earlier that women do it more where they're trying to undersell themselves. They're trying not to come across as too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Men sell themselves a lot and that's why they tend to go for higher paying jobs and go for promotions because they know how to talk themselves up. But women don't. We're a bit too, um, what's the word, too cautious and too yeah. polite. No? Mm-hmm. Politeness is not going to get you the job, girl. Go after it. <laughs> Go after it. Something else that I would say was quite reoccurring in my life interview, the qu- kind of questions around this topic was resilience and problem solving. Mm-hmm. So the, I, actually ans- I actually answered this resilience question with, my podcast it's so weird so think outside the box right Mm -hmm. you don't have to say something only to do with like your education or your work experience think about your passion think about your um hobbies Hobbies. right Mm -hmm. because he asked me oh well one when was the time we showed resilience and what kind of results did you get from that and I thought oh this is a good time to talk about my podcast because I really, really wanted to talk about my podcast because I've watched interviews where like online on YouTube and how to prepare for an interview and especially big four preparation. They said that they really want to see what you're doing outside of uni, right? They want to see mm-hmm. if you're an all-rounded person that doesn't just go to books, yeah. books, books. And I thought, oh, I could bring up my podcast. So I really wanted to squeeze that podcast in in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he asked of resilience and I said, Right, yeah, I've got two podcasts. And, you know, just saying that, it, lo- it was like, oh, immediately, like, it immediately got his attention. He's like, wow, tell me about that. And that made me excited. And I was like, yeah, so I've got two podcasts. It's about this and this. Um, one is called Little Dose of Tower, Society and Culture. The other one is called I Saw Him First, and it's a dating and relationship show. And he giggled, like he actually laughed. He's like, I saw him first. And I said, yeah, he found that funny. So you actually never know what will connect you to your interviewer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He found that really funny. He asked me why I started it. So you get follow-up questions as well, which means they're actually interested in you. And I told him it's not been easy to keep up two different podcasts, especially while studying. There's been times when I would record halfway, go to lectures, come back, record the other half, stay up too late you know editing sharing all of that and he was quite impressed with that answer you know so think outside the box think about resilience based questions I want to see that you can face through difficult situations Mm -hmm. and not like cave mm -hmm. you know to the stress yeah I think like why hobbies are quite important to have is because like of course it's part of your hobby and part of your development but Mm. um it's also something once you come if you're talking about when it comes to the interview if you never had a part-time job before hobbies will be something to talk about yeah you actually need I'm sorry but you need to have done one thing whether it's voluntary at the stage of applying for a graduate job I think it looks weird and iffy if you haven't worked at all yeah, I don't think employers because then you don't even have any sort of experience as to why mm-hmm. as to working in an industry. Yeah. You know, they just think all you've done all your life is study, and that's not very attractive mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and but yeah, you need a hobby, like you said. Yeah, because yeah. if you have a hobby and you're studying, there is some 
some, there's some evidence of time management because yes. if you just say that thank you Katie that's a good one yeah, <laughs> if you're if you're just saying well I study and <laughs> and but then where do you have time management I know you can say I have two courses I do I'm doing this and doing this but mm-hmm. I feel so like is every, every other course, student yeah so is everyone <laughs> so you have to stand out again you have to show yeah. something different mm. so definitely that's how your employee will remember you yeah so if you're at your final year of uni now and you're thinking of applying start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding but no start something do something and have evidence of it I'm pretty sure he asked for the names of my podcast so I can look it up and see Mm -hmm. if it's legit you know so don't make up shit because they might find out and withdraw your application (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah be, be be sincere but you can also like you might be able to exaggerate and get away with some things, you know, just like sell yourself to the best of your ability. I feel like we keep saying that, but don't forget to sell yourself. One more thing that for sure the employer or the interviewer liked about me was initiative. So I gave an example of the time I worked in Pfizer when I was supposed to go on a a site management visit, right? And I was just supposed to shadow the CRA, right? The Clinical Research Associate. But instead of just going there, falling up and down, <laughs> I decided <laughs> to prepare and see what I could do to help her. And Christelle, you know she, how she always sits mm-hmm. on our table, right? Yeah. I went up to Christelle. I was like, what, what are the site visits usually like? Do you know if anyone's done that before? Have you done that before? What should I do? What should I prepare? What can I print out? How can I prepare ahead? How can I study? Just anything to be useful, during you know the actual event so I think the employer really liked that so much so that he asked me that if I was to get this job how would I prepare before I start and I was like oh shit (laughs) I was like shit okay and then I had to think I was like well I would reach out to people on LinkedIn and on YouTube who have done similar roles and tell them it give ask them for advice I would try and take courses online that would improve my excel skills because I've done that already at Pfizer and I really enjoyed it and I think um, it would it would be a very useful transferable skill when I start working for your company so again they like people that are proactive that you know you don't need to tell to do things they're already they're already doing it people that are taking notes at meetings and Mm -hmm. just make the extra effort you know they like extra effort you know don't just be complacent Mm -hmm. and yeah I have also an example of my work so if I don't know I think I told you because I will be starting in March so my I'm actually early (laughs) very early and my manager told me, well, I think I spoke to the pharmaceutical company and they want someone to start earlier. And I know your exams and you're actually graduating. Like and my exams will be in mid-April yeah. and I'll, I will not get my diploma until like June. Yeah. Uh, but I told my employees straight away, I can manage it. I will wow. do it. Like, we, we, like- we need to clap for Katie. <laughs> That's not easy. Writing a dissertation, exams, yeah. and then working a full-time job. Girl, yeah. 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 That's crazy. I, I, I told her how I'm going to do it, but I think part of her just me saying, I'm going to do it. Don't yeah, worry about it. I got it. this. You, yeah. You give me the job and I sort out everything myself. That straight away mm. says she can handle responsibility. Yes, exactly. Go yeah. girl. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Also, remember, there, there's, there's such a thing as power words. There's some words that you say that makes everything you say sound more 
um, captivating, right? So I am confident in my competence (laughs) (laughs) and I always deliver. It's, It's such a short sentence, right? But I don't think anyone will hear that and be like, she's trying shit (laughs) you know they would think oh wow she she she's for real yeah responsibility they need to know they can trust you with Mm -hmm. things and that you will not let them down i thought we should talk about some questions that usually come up in interviews that are quite yeah right do you do it yes let's do it yeah, so <laughs> pretend pretend that I'm the interviewer and you're the interviewee. So you're coming okay. to your job now, Katie. Mm-hmm. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> I, Tyrone, that's that's the most difficult question. That's when it you, is. That one just me like oh, so <laughs> and you, yeah, and I hope like you wouldn't start with saying hello. My name is Catherine Pantas. Like that's not how you're gonna answer that question because they already but remember know. to say your name so they remember you as well try that's something actually hard on youtube you need to say your name along the process say it repeatedly Mm -hmm. so your name kind of sticks to their head every opportunity that doesn't sound yeah every opportunity that doesn't sound like weird try and say your name like so my for instance if you're telling them example of stuff you can be like so my manager then sent to said to me taiwo do this or Mm -hmm. right so taiwo would do this this way rather than this way you know just so they remember your name but yeah go ahead Katie yeah, see I'm, I'm already learning something from this <laughs> aren't we all so they actually want me to answer the question yeah like how do you mm-hmm. what do you think employers mm-hmm. want to hear when they ask mm-hmm. you this question so how to pre- I will say how to prepare for this question is really jo- like read through the job description because yes so what they're going to be they're going to have a paper and they're going to have maybe some keywords they want to hear from you yes. Or they're going to write the keywords, which they know which, what the job requires. So mm. they want you to talk about yourself and mention those keywords. So you know how yes. a lot of job has skills and responsibilities. Mm. Make sure you man- when you talk about yourself, you mention anything about me, about that. So, for example, my job was quite simple because, not simple, it's a strong word. <laughs> Girl. But, um, I think it was a bit easier in a way because... Um, I already had a year experience, experience working right. what I'm working. So I think when mm. I got to that question, I already had to say, well, I have a year experience working with it. Yeah. So I think part of me was already there answering questions by having things the I did for the yeah. job. But if you don't have it, if the job says you have to have a good time management, yeah. then you can bring up your hobby. You did university maybe you had part-time job actually that's what I did because yeah um, when my man my manager who was interviewing me she got really impressed because I was doing horse riding and I was working that would impress I, me <laughs> yeah I did horse riding I was working and then I did part-time jo- not part-time job and university so I did three things at the same, at same time. time yeah so moving away from straight away so tell me about yourself she straight away asked how did you manage it yeah so, Exactly. So I think because if time management is something big in the job role, and if you already say that, she doesn't even have to hear anything else. Exactly. You don't even now need to say I'm good at time management. You don't need to say that. You've already portrayed yeah. that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. I really like that answer. Because <laughs> by the way, we did not rehearse this. You know, no. <laughs> I didn't tell Katie what to say or anything, but it's evident that we've been through a lot of interview processes, and 
the fact that she knows what interviewers are asking when they ask this mm-hmm. question because it can be networking and a bit like okay well, what, do, what exactly do they want to know let me tell you this question isn't for you it's for them this question isn't about you <laughs> they're asking mm-hmm. you about you but it's really not about you they want to know what you can do for them that's mm-hmm. the whole point of this question why should we it's kind of like why should we hire you that's why they're asking you about yourself they don't really care about your like you (laughs) it sounds harsh but when they said tell me about yourself they don't need to know right so I've got two dogs and I went to school here and I have like this many um you know no they don't really want to hear about that they want to hear what you can do for them why are you here basically because these kind of questions can come across in different ways. They, they won't straight up sometimes. I don't think my, employ- my employer said, tell me about yourself. But he said it in a different way. So you need to clock what they're actually asking you. So it's like, it can be like, who are you? That's the question. So who is Katie? They can ask you that. They can be like, why are you here? Um, what are you looking for in this company? That's another tell me about yourself because you get to tell them, well, I'm actually a final year student at the University of Kent studying biomedical science. And I'm so passionate about the pharmaceutical company, so much so that I did a placement year at Pfizer. And this process was so eye opening. It was so enlightening, so educative. I have gained a lot of experience throughout this process, communication skills, Excel skills, interpersonal Mm -hmm. skills, all of which made me realize that I am so good at client-facing roles. And that's why I'm applying to be a risk advisor at your company. So they said, tell me about yourself, right? I'm not just saying, right, so I have this degree and um, I worked at this place. No, I am linking. I'm basically telling them why I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. telling them why they should hire me. I'm telling them what is interesting about me, why I apply for this role specifically, and what skill I have to offer them. Yeah. So that's what this question is about. Tell me about yourself. Be specific. So realize how I said University of Kent, Biomedical Science, Pfizer, this communication skills, say the skills exactly, the ones that, you know, are important to the role. So before the interview, I would assume you'd have researched the company and the job description. So like Katie said, make sure to highlight specific skills that you have and that the company wants from you. Another tricky one is, <laughs> tell me about your weakness, Katie. Yeah, I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. So when they ask you about your weakness is that they don't want you to just say, oh, well, my weakness is this. Mm. They want you to say that, how, how did you develop? So it's a skill, mm. something that you were, it doesn't really have to be the, your biggest weakness, but something where you, had, you, where you have seen the biggest improvement and how you did it. And it's probably mm. because once they hire you, they want you to improve. They want you to develop. They want you to get better. And yes. if, they ha- if they see you have a weakness, but they, you haven't worked on this weakness, how are they going to like rely on you and give you tasks yes. if, you, if, you, if they know you're not going to work on it? Exactly. Because they're not looking for perfect people, especially for my role. Yeah. So again, go listen to the last episode. Katie applied for an entry level graduate job. I applied for a graduate program 
And my graduate program is more of a training. It's like a higher level apprenticeship. So they're looking to train you. They're actually looking to help you develop your skills, right? So they don't need you to know everything. They know you have a weakness. They know like no one's perfect. So don't try and act like you're perfect or you know how people like to say I'm a perfectionist. You get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist <laughs> and uh, um, I, I, um, I'm a workaholic. They can see through all mm, of that so. bullshit. I think I heard this a lot on YouTube where people are like, don't say that. It's so like iffy. It's so cliche. Yes, it's cliche. Don't say that. Actually say a real weakness, a real, real weakness. But here's the trick. Don't say a weakness that is crucial to the job you're applying to <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah so if you're applying so- to a company hi Kyle <laughs> if you're if you're applying to a communications role which I am a, a role that requires good communication skills don't tell them you're really shy and you find it difficult to approach people that's not going to get you the job even though you're being real you've been truthful that is a weakness but they don't want to hear that because that is very important for the role you're applying to. But if you're applying to sit at a desk and just type numbers all day, they don't care if you're an extrovert. They don't care if you talk to people a lot. So in that case, you can be like, yeah, I'm quite shy. However, like you said, Casey, Mm -hmm. how are you working on that? How are you trying to improve on that? Because they want to help you too. Like I said, they want to train you. They want to make you better. They want someone that they can work with you know so say a weakness that's not very important you know a Mm -hmm. trivial weakness not something that's actually like very um difficult to help you with or something Mm -hmm. that would be detrimental to the role you're applying to yeah and I think this question is really tricky Mm. like one of the weaknesses I used is that which is very very it's a very common weakness is being afraid to speak in front of the big group like but right. it's a big audience and I get sh- I get nervous I get shy mm. uh, but I think I have really good imp- I worked on it in a way you know how I took Toastmasters when I was in my yes. placement year the our communication development course we did that helped yes. a lot so you have evidence of you trying to improve yeah. yourself and yeah, yeah, better yeah. at this thing that you've yeah. identified something that you're not good at but you've actually mm-hmm. been proactive enough to work on it that's very attractive to to Mm -hmm. um, employers in my opinion Mm -hmm. and again like the last question this can come in different ways right so that it can be competency-based questions it can be like what's something you find very difficult (laughs) Mm -hmm. what's something you find it hard doing tell me about a time when something didn't go as planned they Mm want to see your weakness they want to see something that you failed at and could potentially be because of something you're bad at <laughs> does that make sense so it can come in different ways and again just remember that you're trying to be truthful but not too truthful like mm-hmm. even if you're not the most extroverted yeah. person don't tell them that if they need you to be extroverted in the role yeah and I think the worst thing you can do is say I don't have a weakness oh yeah no that doesn't work or, yeah or in general any questions even if they ask you tell me about a difficult time when you had to I don't know work with maybe a group member at at work or at university, just something. And if you say, no, everything went smoothly, then (laughs) no. And if that's the case, still don't say it because why they're saying it, why they're asking you questions is because when you work in a bit like 
in real world there will be conflictions there will be something yeah. coming up always and, yeah yeah and they want to exactly and they just want to hear how you're going to handle it so in that case if you don't have any experience you can say well if that did happen this is how i would handle so you're yeah. still saying you're you don't have an ex- that situation experience in that, that situation yeah but you know but you know how you would handle it yes also what you said just gave me this idea even if you don't like genuinely have an answer because sometimes you just get caught off guard and you don't have an answer for them instead of saying you don't have an answer just be like um could you say that again like try to buy yourself time right to think yeah. of one to create one you can make up stories as long as they sound plausible you yeah. will get away with it mm-hmm. so be like um what do you mean by that so do you mean this and then you may actually be able to change the question slightly mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on yeah. you know, what question mm-hmm. to ask you because I remember I was asked a question about diversity so mm-hmm. when I was I worked with a diverse group of people and that caught me off guard I've worked with a group right I've worked with um, difficult people but mm-hmm. diverse and I was like oh shit I didn't think about that and actually that was a mistake on my end because one of the values of this company is actually diversity mm-hmm. so research the company which I will get to now tips to prepare um, research the company and see what their mission the vision the values are because mm-hmm. their questions in interview would usually be around that yeah yeah I found that especially in the job I applied to. So yeah, that's the end of uh, the competency or questions for you, Katie. You can relax. (laughs) 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 You can relax now. So the next part of this podcast is tips. Tips Mm -hmm. on how to prepare for an interview. Mm -hmm. I I said prepare (laughs) because without preparing... Unless you're just like some kind of god, yeah. Like you need preparation, like to ace Mm -hmm. any interview. I think you need some kind of preparation. I don't think Mm -hmm. I did the most preparation. I think I five days. I think I prepared for five days before my interview, which I think is Mm -hmm. decent, right? So Mm -hmm. my first step is start now. My first tip: start now. (laughs) Don't like don't wait around for you know the day before the the interview or even if you've not gotten an interview yet start preparing for one you know yeah yeah and if you're looking for a job if you're not even at the interview stage yet if you're at the Mm -hmm. stage where you're looking for a job start Mm -hmm. applying now don't wait too long actually you know when I told you I when there was a senior position and I just found the HR recruitment email and I mm. emailed the person yeah. when they called me it was actually an interview and I didn't know it was going to be an interview so I actually had wow. to think yeah first question is why wow yeah and I'll blank um, the company by the way <laughs> yeah okay thank you yeah uh, first question is like why do you want to work for us yeah and I haven't prepared yet I, I haven't so yeah. it's just something you will be in those situations where you don't think you will be having an interview but that will come up yeah so, yeah definitely. exactly yeah. it's crazy right you need to be like mm-hmm. in the old interview spirit mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout yeah. your application process it's a lot of effort guys I know we're sounding like it's easy and we know all the details and we don't we actually don't know no. everything <laughs> I 
yeah, we will flop some interviews. Like, like I said in the last episode, I actually, this job I got was ironically my only interview that I've gotten so far and I aced it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the rest of them were just rejections. This is the first job that I got through to the interview stage. The first graduate program interview I had, which leads me to my next one. I always tell people this. It's hard. It's so difficult to take this advice. But I remember my friend, she asked me, right, literally after my interview, she was like, oh, you just did this interview. Please tell me I have a PhD interview tomorrow. How do I like prepare what should I do do you have any tips for me and I told her right I said just think about what an interview is right it's a two-way street it's a give and take you want them just as much as they want you mm-hmm. and she was like what she didn't really get me and I was like think about it they're putting out this job application spending time to interview you because they need someone for the role yeah all you need to do to get this job is make them see that you're the one for the role. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds e- easy as ABC, right? But it's actually the most difficult thing to do. All you yeah. can do is have that mindset that they need someone. They need someone. You Don't panic. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do, like I said, especially in a life interview, you're stressed. You All these nerves are making you forget that. They actually want someone for this like this is an exchange you know you're trying to impress them just as much as you're trying to impress you and tell you why you should work for them and how good their company is Mm -hmm. you know don't forget that and I think it's also just because it's not one-way process it's a two-way process so feel free to ask questions yeah like ask questions ask your employer question if they're in beginning usually they will tell you a bit about company the company yeah feel free to ask a question yeah or or not just, I mean, I, I think what I did is I didn't wait till the end when they ask you, like, oh, do you have any more questions? Yeah. If they were telling me about something or if I answered a question and then, oh, and, oh, and, and because of this question, it came, I, this came up in my head. Can you please tell me about that? And because they don't just want you to ask, they don't want you, no, they don't want them to constantly ask you questions. Ask, yeah. Want, yeah. It's a two-way it's, street. It's a conversation yeah. at the end of the day. It's a conversation. Yeah. So it needs to flow. You need to make exactly. some kind of connection. Yeah. No, because yeah. they're telling you about their company, and you're trying to see if they're actually a good fit for you. I know we can we can be desperate sometimes if we've been applying for so many. We just want a job, <laughs> right? Like we yeah. just want to get a job. But the interview process is actually to get to know whether this company mm-hmm. is somewhere you want to work in. So if you now ask them these questions and come across confident and make them see that you actually want to know if you mm-hmm. should work for them, they're more interested in you because they're like, okay, she's not desperate. She doesn't want this just because of the money or something mm-hmm. or just because it's just another job. She actually mm-hmm. wants to work in this company and in this yeah. role. Yeah. yeah. So, so it should not, yeah, it should not be just an answer, no, an, a question and answer. A question yeah, and answer. no follow-up yeah. yeah exactly and you know how uh, you said your employer asked you like a personal question asking you about oh what's your podcast name yes see you're getting out of this just question answer you're getting into more personal things and a nice things. flowing French friendly conversation yes and it feels less formal which now yeah. reduces your nerves that definitely made yeah. me feel calmer yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's also and- luck as well we said that repeatedly in the last episode luck 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 you know Mm -hmm. sometimes the interviewer is just stressful looking (laughs) you can't tell if they're 
happy. You can't tell yeah. um, if they like you. So it might be luck as well. You know, you might get a really mm-hmm. nice interviewer and employer. Um, and another thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say, don't take it personal if employee doesn't like you because mm-hmm. people have different personalities. Yes. And and your manager's personality might just not match. And it's okay. It's yeah. fine. You don't have, like, if they don't like you, it's, it's not personal. Yeah. But also based on the personality of the interviewer, you can kind of see what the company is going to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they're all like moody and frowny, then maybe you don't want to work there at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my interviewer was actually quite nice. The fact that he was nice to me made me just like smile back made me more Mm -hmm. comfortable talking to him and made me think okay he's actually going to be nice working with this man you know and I was going to say another point just to round up if you're trying to emphasize a point talk slower Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're someone like me that talks like say 25 words per second (laughs) people would find it hard to keep up with you especially if they're not used to you right mm-hmm. so I just assume everyone is like my sister who just gets everything I say my sister, <laughs> if I'm talking really quickly my sister can get everything I'm saying but some people don't understand me mm-hmm. I need to slow down you need to slow down when you're trying to emphasize a point it's mm-hmm. like someone's if if I was leaving the house and I was like I love you Katie bye <laughs> I, I still said I love you Katie bye right but what if I said I paused I looked back and said I love you, Katie. Bye. Doesn't that sound nicer? Like, I love you, Katie. You're emphasizing that I love you, Katie. Mm-hmm. If you just go, oh, I love you, Katie. Bye. Like, yeah, you did say I love you, Katie, but they didn't take it in as much as you mm-hmm. emphasizing it. Yeah. So if you think about an important point in your interview, you want to come across nicely, say it's mm-hmm. slow, right? It's a way of captivating people's um, attention, mm-hmm. right? And- yeah. Mm. And I think I have two more points about like, yeah. the speed and everything. Mm. If they ask you a question, don't feel like you have to rush to answer it. Take a moment, yes. think, Definitely. and answer. So, yeah, just don't, like, don't think you have to answer it straight away. Mm. And another thing is a lot of people, when they get nervous and stressed, they can... When they, when they make a point, they go on, uh, on and on, on and on. Oh, I definitely did that. I, 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 I do that, Tayo. I do that a lot. So one of the ways for not going on and around the question is yeah. actually Google the question. So I, what I would do is I would Google top 10 questions being asked on an interview. Yeah. Yes. And I will try to answer them. And not just answer in your head, but also ask your friend, ask your family member, oh my your God. boyfriend. Oh my God, you got it right. Do not answer questions in your head. Write it yeah. down. Say it in front of the mirror. Say it mm-hmm. out. Say it out. Because sometimes, yeah. right? So especially skill-based questions, be- behavioral, competency-based mm-hmm. questions, it might come in a different way. They might phrase it in a different way than you've thought of in your head. You know, so that yeah. can throw you off track. One single word can throw you off track. Yeah. But if you have it written down and you've rehearsed it, even if the question doesn't come in that same way you've rehearsed, you have an idea because you've mm-hmm. already said it to your friends or to yourself in the mirror, definitely rehearse. You will look crazy, but do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just something your your friend, your family member, your boyfriend can point out and say because a lot of things like, um... Re- going and over the point you might not notice it it's something someone has to tell you for you to realize you're saying it that's true or like even your body language 
you know yeah. someone can be like oh how about you do this how about you do you do this too much with your hands or mm-hmm. you don't smile enough or you look yeah. scared yeah one thing is definitely smile you need to smile it just makes you seem more likable yeah mm-hmm. yeah because at the yeah. end of the day they want to they want to employ someone that they can work with mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it's not how good you are it's how well are mm-hmm. you fitted into this organization yeah. into this role like mm-hmm. they want to see if you're going to work well with their team they don't want someone yeah. a troublesome person mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's why a lot of people maybe fail interviews it's not just because mm-hmm. you're bad at it it's just that yeah. maybe the organization doesn't see you as someone that can work yeah. with them which yeah, can be it, a bit unfair sometimes, you know, but... But they want their team to work. So I think yes. it's also something they're doing is if they would choose the wrong person, it's, of course, it might also... It will make their team not work the best, but also you will not yeah. feel included and you might feel outside. So it's just for both the best thing to do for both of the company and you. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, yeah. you don't want to work at a place where you don't feel mm-hmm. like you belong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the end of this... Um, this mm-hmm. podcast we've said so much stuff i'm so proud of us katie <laughs> did you enjoy this did you enjoy this i definitely did and I, I actually learned more about like the interview because of you me so. too and i learned that we actually think alike that is so yeah. weird that is so mm-hmm. weird like a lot of things it's you just said, <laughs> yeah a lot of the things you said i was like oh my god me too like yes i thought about that too and yeah is it because we're we're both twins maybe we have some kind of maybe. twin <laughs> you know telepathy by the way katie's not my actual twin katie's just a twin she's got our own twin sister and i've got my own (laughs) twin sister (laughs) we're not twins for people who don't know we're just both twins but yeah i feel like we're so alike and i'm so proud of us like i said Mm -hmm. you were my best friend at pfizer you're still my best friend (laughs) i know and i'm so happy that we're both like succeeding and we're doing something Mm -hmm. for ourselves so again maybe this is off track but watch the company you keep and try Mm -hmm. and you know surround yourself with people that are on your wavelengths so that's what I'm gonna say yeah. thank you so much Katie for coming thank on this so podcast with me yeah. <laughs> oh thank, thank you so you. much and guys again if you enjoyed this podcast please share please share with everyone you know share it on your story share with your friends your family I feel like this is a very informative podcast and I hope you did enjoy it and if you did subscribe or follow rather on Spotify and leave a review on Apple and Google podcast. Um, follow on Instagram at Dose of Taiwo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.